Okay, good evening, everyone. Thank you for coming and joining this year. So we are up to Simen Savi Gimel. Simen Savi Gimel is one small sif. Doesn't look like a very long uh, simen, but there are many yisaitas that we will learn together over the next uh, few weeks. So th- tonight's share will be a shorter share than usual, but we will discuss some of the fundamental concepts, the yisaitas that Rabbanim rely upon when dealing with uh, kitchen shilas. We've already learned the major one, and that is betel that very often if the wrong spoon or something that's not uh, not kosher ended up in a in a mixture. So the first uh, question the Rav may ask was, do we have bittal? Today we're going to learn a few other questions the rabbi is going to ask you or your wife uh, to figure out if there's a, if there's an Eitzah in, uh, in your kitchen. So let's begin. Simen Sadi Gimel. The Shechanar here says, he's quoting a uh, Gemara in Zvachim and a Gemara in Chulin. You have a pot that was used for meat, so your classic fleshic pot, your soup pot. You're not allowed to use that for milchik. Seems straightforward. That's the Gemara. That, uh, that you're not allowed to use a fleshic pot for milchik. And we all know that. You have to have separate kalim in your house. Now, if you cooked within 24 hours, Asr benaisintam. It asers benaisintam, which, as we learned, there's a concept of blias. So the blias are going to go from the pot into the food, and it will make your food asr. You have to calculate against the entire kadera. So let's stop right here, and we'll discuss what we know. We know that there's something called blias, that if I used a fleshic pot for milchigs, uh, I just made perhaps possible halav on a deraisa level, and of course one cannot eat the milchiks as they've just made possible halav, and there's going to be a taste of meat inside that milk. Now, if you look at the shach, and shach aleph, he says, well, if you're a Sephardi, it's very simple. You can just taste it. Taste your soup. Again, you used a fleshic soup pot, and now you cooked milchik noodles in there, Ben you just use it within the past uh, few hours, the previous few hours. So you have a problem, you have a blia. So the, the shach says, well, if you're Sephardi or you're, uh, you go with the machaber, yitamenu kfela, let the uh, chef, let the uh, let the guy taste it. If it tastes like uh, fleshik, so obviously it's asr. And of course the Ramah would hold, and Ashkenazim hold, you need to have shishim. Now the problem is, you're not going to have shishim against the pot. Why is that? For some reason, this is accepted as the fact in halacha, unless you have a different type of pot. But we're going to assume that the walls of a pot are going to be greater than a 60th of the contents of the pot. Now, you can think of exceptions, but that's the assumption. And therefore, since we don't know how much taste is absorbed in the walls, so we always have to assume that the taste of the walls went into the food, and if it's a ben yami, it was, if it was used within the previous 24 hours for fleshiks, and now you used it for milchiks, you cannot eat this, uh, uh, this, this item because we assume you don't have bittal. You don't have shishim against the walls of the pot. Now, we mentioned briefly once upon a time that there's a taste for somewhere that says, Although you don't have 60, you have 30 times that amount. Now, that won't help us right now, but we'll see as we move along in the share how we'll come back to uh, to this Taisvis. Additionally, perhaps you could think of a modern-day pot that could, in fact, 
a uh, very thin, very thin pan or something. And we'll see, we'll give an example of this, that maybe you would have 60 times the walls of a keli. Another uh, uh, halacha that comes from this is that very often we're, we're dealing with halacha that, that does not require shishim. I'll give you two examples. One of them is stam yayin. Halacha is that stam yayin, which is asum one is not allowed to drink uh, uh, grape juice or wine that was made by a non-Jew, unless the yidah you know cooked it and, and you know made a mavushal. But if it was made by a non-Jew or touched by a non-Jew before being cooked, it's asur. Now the halacha is we learned many times the sherry cask and all those different uh, discussions that we hold that you need six to one in order to be bato. You don't need shishem. So although I would assume I don't have sixty times against the keli, but I have six times against the keli, so that would be a one hatter. And therefore there are hashkachas out there that would certify you know apple juice even if it was made on the same equipment as grape juice, assuming that. You don't have shishim, but you don't need shishim. You need sheish. You need six times that amount. Most uh, hashkachos would not allow that. They would kasher before, but that would be one one uh, nafgamina. Another uh, uh, example would be kidneys, which is more negiah to us in our own homes. Let's say someone is by his uh, Sephardi in-laws, or he, um, by mistake, he cooked kidneys on Pesach. So the halacha is, let's say you use that pot. Now, we should not use that pot. The Mishabura says we, we're machmer to kasher the pot before using it because that would be like a bitl isil But kidneys, we hold as batl bereif. And therefore, if someone used a kidneys pot, his, uh, he's by his uh, Sephardi in-laws and they made rice in a pot, he didn't realize. He made his uh, potatoes. So, but the Eved, it's mutter because kidneys is batl bereif. Although I don't have shishim against the walls of the pot, I don't need shishim, I need rive. And we would assume that potatoes is is, is uh, the majority against the uh, against the pot. Uh, similar halach would be bishalakum. We paskin in Simon Kofir Gimel that bidyeve bishalakum is batal v'rayv. So let's say you had a uh, you had a, a, a guy in your home who cooked something, and he used that pot. Assuming it was a it was kosher, it just had bishalakum in it. There was no treif, and now you forgot, and you used that pot for a soup. So the blia of bishalakum is batal v'rayv. So you don't need shishim, and uh, and that would be that would be the uh, the the, the hetter. So we're going to go through a few exceptions. One exception, one exception, as we mentioned, would be odd sized pots. You have this in industrial settings. Sometimes you could have a, uh, a you know a vat for cheese or or the like, where you know that you definitely have shishim. You have sixty times the liquid against the uh, the keli. I'll give you another example. Many products need to be heated uh, to kill the bacteria or to give it a, lo- a long shelf life. So there's different types of machines. Some machines are co- constantly running, meaning the product comes in and is heated up, and it's a, it's a constant flow. So you have thousands of gallons of, of apple juice being run at the same time, and there's no break. It's not like you have one pot of apple juice you know, you know, in, in a container, in a contained uh, pot. It's, it's plates that the apple juice is running through the plates and the plates heated up. But the apple juice is, is thousands of gallons of apple juice all connected to each other. So in that situation, you definitely have bitto against any keli because the blia would just spread throughout the entire juice and all the way back to wherever. It just keeps spreading. And that would be another uh, hetter. We always, we always talk about someone uh, on an airplane or something doesn't cannot find hashkacha on your standard fruit juice. So you could drink your apple juice, orange juice, 
So we're saying because they're connected, even though they're not in the pot. So it's not a pot, it's, cool. it's a plate. Yeah. You, you no, no, even though it's not, let's say, for instance, this was a pot. And, and you only had, you had, you had the small amount in the pot and a lot of it connected on top somehow. So, so if, it's a, it if it's a solid, we can think about it. But if it's a liquid, we would assume the whole thing spreads. The blea spreads throughout the entire spread, liquid. So therefore, liquid. You, you have, you have yeah. even against things that are outside the pot. Right. Now, if it's, it's a solid, it it's a little more complicated. How does a solid actually spread? You have to think about how it spreads. But what, by a liquid, we could be makel. That's another reason why you go to Europe or, or the like. You're not going to find hashkacha on 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 fruit juices. So let's say you cut it, and you cut the the flow, and now so they have some, some, some machinery. Let's say stops the middle. So if it stops the middle, that's what happens now. So, so then you you might not have shishim. You know, but you had shishim before. How does it go back now? I had shishim. So that's another early so another hetter that perhaps that really called a parish move parish. Meaning there's only one blia in this keli. I don't know where it ended up, but who's to say it's in my orange juice? Maybe it ended up in someone else's orange juice. That's another hetter why. So why out of the spout, would you say the same thing? If you're taking, let's say, beer and a cup out of the spout, you have to worry about the cup. The spout so definitely it's cold. That wouldn't be a cold. The question would be hot. Oh, cool. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, you have a similar yeah, you have a similar coffee, case what? of uh, of another another example would be let's say you're at a coffee you're at a gas station or something and they have this uh, cappuccino frappuccino machine uh, and and they also have black coffee you're gonna drink a regular plain black coffee you push the button you get your coffee so it, it, very often it's running on the same line the same tubes as the other uh, as the other product so there you definitely have bittel you definitely have shishim in the liquid against the spout. So that'll be another hetter of of bittel. You could talk about being mavatel islechatchila, and uh, we'll talk about that. Would, would that be an eitza? But that'll be another example where you have shefa. You have so much of the liquid against the keli, and we would assume it would be bottle. Can I do lechatchila? We didn't. We didn't say that yet. But but the if it was ready made, if it was done already, that would be mutter. A second exception. I forgot to bring my uh, my toy truck. Is uh, kosher trucking. There's a, you know, 15 years ago, there was no such thing as kosher trucking in America. What does that mean, kosher trucking? So when you tell people, they think like the pallets need hashkacha. Basically, most uh, liquid commodities are hauled via tanker trucks or actually in rail car. And some commodities need to be hot. For example, lard or coconut oil. If it's at room temperature, it becomes a solid. Imagine chiseling away at uh, 6,000 gallons of coconut oil. So coconut oil, when it's transported, has to be heated. Uh, many products have to be heated. And even if it's not heated, we'll discuss later on the halachas of kavush. If something is a liquid and it sits in a keli for 24 hours, there's a transfer of taste. So many, many years ago, there was no such thing as kosher trailers. Today, there's a, you, you go on the highway, most of the trailers you're going to see, unless they're actually hauling lard or blood or whatever else, if they're hauling vegetable oil, those trailers are actually kosher, which means they're dedicated to only haul kosher products, or they get koshered on a per, per, per diem, you know, per time basis. Additionally, we'll talk about this a different time, they have to be washed only in kosher truck washes. Meaning if you have a, a car wash, big deal, you, you spray it, but a, a trailer wash, it's a washout, they pour water through the... Uh, through the Kaylee, we'll describe it in a moment. If that water is recirculated through other pipes, you could have in one bay uh, a, uh, a trafe tanker, and in another bay you have your soybean oil. If they're sharing steam 
or water, that would be a problem. So this trailer, this truck has to be only washed in dedicated kosher facilities. So what do they rely on 15 years ago? Now today, we're machmer, we have hashkacha, and it's, uh, and, and Baruch Hashem, it's great. But 15 years ago, and the truth is in Europe and in Australia, many countries, they do not have kosher trucking. It's not something that they could demand. Uh, they, wouldn't be, they wouldn't be able to have kosher food. People would say it's too complicated. So what are they relying on? So there's a few atherim that they rely on, but for now, just to describe how it is, if you, if you see a, a trailer, so if you look at a gas station when they're when they're filling the the gas tanks, the the uh, the gas trucks, they're shaped like an oval. If the, if you're on the highway, at, at a, if you go outside your uh, Dalamas in Brooklyn, you go on Interstate Highway, you'll see there are many trailers that are round. It's not an oval; it's a round uh, cylinder, and those typically haul chemicals, oil, corn syrup. Uh, coconut oil, all types of commodities. Orange juice, that's where it's hauled from Florida all the way to the Midwest. They're hauling orange juice and they're packaging it and bottling it all over America. So these products are hauled by tanker trucks. The outside is it looks like a cylinder, but the truth is the product does not sit on the, on, does not rest on that layer. There's, there's insulation, it can either be heated or chilled depending on the product. And on the inside of that, there's a thin, very thin metal uh, wall, and that wall touches the product. So that wall is 0 0.11, 0 0.11 inches thick. That's the thickness of the wall. And if you do the math, we have about 150 to 1 ratio of food content to the thin metal uh, plate. Now, if it gets a little thicker, depending on the model, or if you start, you know, uh, assuming other parts, there's like rings that are welded onto this, if you need bitto, we could get into complications, but let's assume you have shishim or more than shishim against the thin wall of the keli, and that's what they relied upon for many, many years. Now, you would ask, that only helps, especially if it's hot, it only helps if the product is being hauled and it's full. It's a full tanker. What if it's only 50% full? So the truth is, it's highly unlikely that they're going to haul a product, a hot product, uh, that's not uh, it's not full to the top, as you can imagine. If you have a product that uh, is swishing around, you know, if, oh, you know, around the highway, the product's going to lose its quality. So they fill it to the top. That's the way. Now, if, if they have a, the dropping off down the block, then you could find a situation where they would they would actually haul something that's not 100% to the top. But you go by rive. That was what everyone relied on way back. So we do have an example where the contents of the Kaylee we could assume is shishim against the walls. Okay, that's exception number two. So we said industrial pots, the trucking. So number three. The third one would be, as the Mechaber continues, the Mechaber says, going back to Simon Tzadik Gimel, the Mechaber says, This is the first question maybe your rabbi would ask you. When was the last time you used this pot? Because if this pot rested for, for 24 hours before you now used it for dairy, the blia, the taste, is noisin tam lefgam, umutter and the food is mutter. We'll finish the mechaber in a few minutes. So, what does this mean? There's a sugya and shas called noisin tam lefgam that the halacha is we say tam keikar that if there's a taste of something in the food, that that uh, even the taste itself gives significance to the food, tam keikar, and therefore if you have the taste of uh, pork in your soup, you now eat the soup tam keikar. The Gemara says that's only if it gives a good taste. If it gives a bad taste, we don't say tam ke'ikr, that the tam doesn't transfer and it's not a problem. So the Gemara says, well, a bliya, let's assume a bliya 
is a bad taste. It's an old taste. It's in the walls of a keli. So then the Gemara says, yeah, but we have a sugya. There's a sugya in, in, uh, in Chumash of Geule Midian. And after the war, they kashered all the pots. So the Gemara says, the Torah only answered Ben Yoimoy within 24 hours. You have to figure out that the soldiers would use the pots within 24 hours. Okay. But the, the Torah only answered a blia, a taste that was that, that is less than 24 hours old. But if this blia, this taste is more than 24 hours old, Minat Torah, there is no taste. There's no problem of... Tom Kiker, and you're allowed to use the Kaylee. According to Midaraisa, you could go to a Craigslist, you could go to a used uh, uh, antique store, buy a grill, purchase a, a wok to make a Chinese food, Japanese food, whatever you want. You could buy a used pot, as long as it wasn't used in 24 hours, no problem, you're allowed to cook, cook with it, as long as it's clean. Comes along the Rabbanon, this is found in Sefles of and Zvachim, throughout Shas, and Chacham Mir that you cannot use a Eina Ben Yoimekeli, Atu Ben Yoimai. You're going to make a mistake. You might end up using a Ben Yoimekeli. And even if it wasn't used in 24 hours, you are not allowed to use Lechatchila. And you must kasher it before using it. And this is a basic halacha we find throughout Yeridea that Lechatchila, I'm not allowed to use it. Pidyevit, if it was in fact used, as long as the taste, the trave taste, is 24 hours old, it doesn't give. Uh, a taste into my food, and I'm allowed to. But the it's nice in town of Kam. I'm allowed to uh, to eat it. So, based on this, in our let's go to our case, and we'll discuss other cases. So, in our case, a person took his uh, fleshic soup pot. He had a babysitter at home, whatever it was. They used the fleshic soup pot to make noodles and cheese. If as long as the fleshic soup pot was not used within 24 hours, now what that means is it wasn't used for hot fleshics within 24 hours. Let's say they used it for parv noodles. Doesn't make a difference. There's no chatichanas in the velo. If it wasn't used for hot fleshics within the previous 24 hours, then any taste that it has inside, any any meat taste, would be pigam. It would give a bad taste into the uh, into the milchiks, and you're allowed to eat the food. That's the halacha. Now, based on this, we'll just discuss some other halachas. There's a concept of of stam kelim ene b'neyoyman. Meaning, this whole question of of, of a blia, you, we spoke about, let's say, orange juice without hashgacha, or going to a gas station to get a coffee. Maybe they used this uh, this coffee machine, they washed it in the same dishwasher as Trafe. We spoke about that, you know, once upon a time. All various types of questions you might ask. There's a, a over over uh, over uh, compassing uh, halacha called stam kalim. You could assume a stam keli, a regular keli, is not ben yoimai. Now, it doesn't help me. I'm not allowed to use it. I have to kosher. But if food was made on this keli, I am allowed to eat it. Now, this is a tremendous hector. It would allow people to, uh, let's say, uh, someone has a family member, parent, child, or whatever, that they're not uh, they're not Shemir Shabbos. They don't keep kashras. So let's say you go to their house for, for a weekend, and you see that they used only kosher ingredients for for your food. So, I, what about the kalim? I could assume stam kalim enum benayoimun, and that wouldn't be a problem. Now, I cannot ask them, very interesting halacha, you're not allowed to ask them to do it for you. It's, it's my favorite shagamara. If I ask him to make it for me, can you make this egg for me? So, that's as if I did it myself. That's lechatchila. I'm not allowed to use a kalim. That, that, that's, uh, now you can say shas al-chak, but the evidam, you'll ask a shayla in that case. But you're not allowed to use a kalim, even if it is. Guaranteed that it's Ainabinya Amman, you know for sure it wasn't used in 24 hours. I cannot use it without kashering. So 
Bidiyavid the food's mutter, but the chatchila I am not allowed to use it. So that takes us to the shaila. Let's say an example would be a, a latte. One of the you know common questions we get is is a Starbucks. So a regular coffee in Starbucks. Think about it for a moment. The regular coffee was already made. It was made in a they have a coffee pot. You think getting a fresh coffee was made two hours ago? It's staying warm. That coffee was already made. And even worst case scenario, this Kaylee, this uh, brew basket where they put the grinds on. Let's say that was washed with treif. Let's say it was fried in in, in hog fat. Right? Halacha is stam kalim ena bnei ayman. We could assume that it wasn't used for treif within twenty four hours. Now I didn't ask him to make me a coffee. They already made the coffee. Coffee was already made. Halacha is you're allowed to drink it. That's mutter because stam kalim ena bnei ayman. It's a raman. The raman talks about nuts. They used to have these roasted nuts, and he says, ah, maybe they use the kalim to roast the nuts for uh for 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 pig for for uh, treif. Stam kalim ena bnei ayman. You could buy the roasted nuts at the uh, at the ball game, right? Today, you have ingredient issues, oil, and other things, but let's assume it was just nuts, roasted nuts. So, halach is the If it was made already, you're allowed to eat it. But I cannot ask him to make it for me. So, a latte, if you don't know what a latte is, so you have a, a, a shot of espresso, uh, right? A highly caffeinated coffee, and they put in milk, and they froth the milk at, you know, 150 degrees in a wand. Now that wand gets hot, Yatsala this boy, and they're frothing the milk, making making a, a latte or, or a frappuccino. They're doing it for me. It's a personalized drink. So there are other ethereum that we discussed, but that hetter of Stam Kalim and Ibn wouldn't apply here because I asked him to make it for me. Can you make make this for me? So that's one of the reasons why if you look on the various uh, Kashris apps and you ask different shaylas, it's much more of a serious question. Can I get a latte versus getting a regular coffee that was made already? They're not making it for me. Yes, Rabbi Yassi. Okay, three things. First, good to see you. Rabbi as you know, always drank coffee on the plains. You, you know, when they used China. Verizon said to us that and so you're saying those cases He's making the chayyim mavatul because they're being mavatul. It's anything. Correct. The stam came in the Now I will point out. If you look at the end in Simon Kuf Chav Beis, the mechaber yeah. at the end, he 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 gives this. He says this line that a balnefesh shouldn't rely on these things of stam kalim in bnei yaman. Now it happens to be meaning that maker din its mutter. Uh, if this is the only hat you're relying on, maybe you should think twice. So in our cases of apple juice and other things, we spoke about this other considerations. Who says they make treif on it? You have bitul as well, right? Other considerations. The coffee there, that coffee pot is a cliché. There will be other reasons why Ravelsky would be makel to drink that coffee, and he was makel to drink coffee in the gas stations, because the treif, the, the piece that would be washed in treif, that piece is only being used as a cliché. For example, a coffee basket in, in Starbucks. The grinds are put on that basket. Okay. Now, even if this basket was was washed in a dishwasher, the way it's be- functioning now is a cliché. How is that? So last week we spoke about eroy klirishon shenifsa kakiluach, right? Which is either eroy or cliché. So you have hot water. The hot water goes up, hits the grinds. It's no longer attached to the uh, to the original heating element because it already hit the grinds. It already hit something else. Lachayra the grinds w- would be considered defanos uh, mekarais. Or the wall itself would be the, the basket would be defined as Makaris. By the time it's hitting it, at worst it would be Asukade Klipa, which you have bitl against, or it's a cliche mamish, and there's no blias, and therefore you can be makel on that. Based on that, some place can be makel to use a curing machine at work. Let's say you don't know who, who makes things in there. 
you'd be able to use the Keurig machine as well because the Keurig machine, the pin, the bottom pin is only really only has the status of a cliché. Now it happens to be, one could argue the top pin has uh, the status of Eroy Clearishan. So I tell people if you see Trafe soups being used, then you shouldn't use the Keurig machine. But if you just see Hakoko or other other types of things which don't have Ashkacha, so usually they're not really really Trafe. Even the marshmallows in the hakoko would be bottle, so don't drink the hakoko without ashkacha. But but you could use the uh, the Keurig machine. Also, oh, taking the right now. Okay, so so he's saying about balnefesh. What else? What else is he saying? So he's saying there are other terim. It's 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 a the is one you know they use it for trafe, right? You go to this uh, this place they grill they grill uh, uh, hog they grill they they, they grill uh, you know, ham all the time, and now yeah. I come I come there and I see they're just grilling corn today. So according to the Rambam, you're allowed to eat it as long as the grill is clean. I can assume stam kalim in many So in that case, yes, that's when the base Yosef is saying one should avoid these. these one should not rely on this. But here, okay. who's to say that he washed in a dishwasher at the same time and there was no soap and it was hot? Clearishan. There's so many svekas here, and you have stam kalim in many That's why Ravelski held that you could drink. So it. Is, isn't the theory of stam kalim in has to do with with cooking? And here we're talking about actually cleaning. You can hear a difference. Yes, yeah, so we would assume any, any professional place, maybe not here, maybe not not in the airport, but any professional place, it's 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 cleaned. It doesn't have to be spotless. The Shulchan Aruch says kederach hamechabdim, the way people typically clean. That's enough. Yeah, but, but I'm saying we're, we're worried about the dishwasher. We're not worried about the. So we're not worried about the cooking. So, right, so it's, it's, it's even better. Even, it's even better. I mean, you want to say better, but it could be worse. It's not worse since since now something kosher is being cooked in this keli. So who's to say they cooked on it yesterday? But one thing for sure, they're cooking it to me in a clean keli. Someone cleaned it. And if we're worried about cleaning, maybe we can't use this whole theory so, of stuff. So, so maybe, so maybe but who's to, it's the same suffix. Even if they cleaned it, who said they cleaned it within 24 hours? Even if they cleaned it 25 yeah, so that hours. We never said. That's one thing we never said. Same hector. It's the same hector of stuff. Cleaning 24 hours, we said. We never said cleaning. Any bleed. Every day they clean. We don't know. Maybe they cleaned it on Saturday night. And this they didn't pot- have these dishwashers and they didn't have these type of things. For all you know, they never said you clean every day. Not so now, if you know it's, it's a Ben Yoimoy and they had trafe that moment, meaning even if they clean it every day, they don't always have the knife from the fat, you know, in, in the I same... That's another hatter. But I'm saying even the even in the in the dishwasher itself, in order for it to be usser, it would have to be that the trafe kalim, let's say the tongs for the, for the ham sandwich and the knife, Assuming that's a clearishan, which is not, but but even that would have to be in the dishwasher at the same time. So we have a suffix. But did that, did that happen within the past twenty four hours? It's a legitimate suffix. Stam kalim inimenayimon, and therefore it would be mutter to purchase a already made drink to make it yourself. So to rely on stam kalim, you don't have that hetter. You have to rely on other hetter, perhaps bittel, perhaps uh, bittel and stam kalim. That would be the shaila regarding those machines. They make all those uh, types of drinks. Your cappuccino, frappuccino. So if I was there, I would look look around to see if anything mom is trafe. If you're just thinking about flavors or the like, so then you would assume it would be bottle anyways. So you could have your black your black coffee. That would be fine. Okay. Okay. So yeah, sure. Like, okay. A latte. Just to be it's not made before. They literally make it when you order it. They put the coffee in, and they and it's, it goes through the coffee being it's fresh knowledge. So the coffee's not from the problem is they then heat the milk. That makes them to say latte, and and that thing between each thing they wash it mamish right there. You see, there's nothing going in there, but they're washing it all the time. So there's no trace ingredient there. The wand, there's a wand. You mentioned the wand, right? But so they offer that like a little spoon. They use a spoon. No, so the, no, no, the wand that, is attached. It's like an attachment, and you put the cup in the wand, and the wand falls. No, 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 not the Starbucks. The Starbucks, they have stuff here. They have 
they, they, they put this into this thing hanging. It's only used for milk. Soy, yeah. coconut. So that'll be fine as well. well. That'll be fine as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the problem is they then take a spoon and they hold like the spoon to keep the... So what that spoon is the... That's, but it's a cliche already. At that point, it's already a cliche. There would be no issue. It's a cliche. Okay, so even better. Right, right. So yeah, you're, you're, you're discussing why. It's much I just wanted to bring out one akuda while you'll see. Some people are more machmer on the latte than on the regular coffee because you're using it, you're, you're ordering it yourself versus having it already been done. Okay. Next. So that's the uh, third hat. Again, just to review. Hat to number one. I mean, one exception to this rule that we don't have bitta would be industrial pots. The second one was regarding the trucking hashkacha, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Now we do have hashkacha. And the third exception would be Eine ben yoimoy, this concept, if the pot was not used within 24 hours for hot fleshiks, and now you subsequently cook milkshakes on it, so then you could eat the food. One more exception, and then we'll finish the mechaber. The other exception is, if you look in the shach, in the, uh, the first shach, so halfway down the page, or my page, halfway down the shach, he says, when we say you have to, that you have to measure against the entire pot, that's only when you, you don't know, or you, you would assume that this pot was used for a full fleshic, meaning for an entirely fleshic food. However, let's say you know that it was only used for a soup, we'll call it a meat stew, or a chalant. And in this chalant, it's not full, it's not all meat. There's some meat, you know, depending on your caterer, depending on your, uh, your yeshiva. It could have 10% of meat, 5% of meat, 50% of meat, but it's not fully meat. If there's beans, barley, onions, potatoes, whatever they like. Therefore, since, let's go back a few weeks ago, there's no chaticha nasanavela here. Why? Because we're dealing with heter. When the meat is being made, when the meat was made within the past uh, 10 hours, so they made chalant, Friday morning, okay? Now they're going to transfer it to the crock pot. They made chalant in a big pot, and they're going to transfer it before Shabbos, okay? So when they made this chalant, you don't have chaticha nasa vela. There's, we'll call it 10%, for math, 10% of the chalant is meat. So how much blia of meat went into the pot? So we, we, we assume it's bishove. It's equal. It's, it's the same calculation. 10% of the pot is meat. Not 50%, not 100%, 10%. So therefore, only 10% of the blia in the pot is meat. So therefore, if this fellow now emptied the chalant, put it in the crock pot, cleaned the pot, then by mistake they used it for milkshakes, for a hot cocoa, for, for Shabbos morning. Now, you don't need shishim against the entire pot. You don't. All you need is really uh, six times the entire pot because you already have only a tenth of the pot is meat. Right? Not the full pot. Only a tenth of the pot was meat. And the shaf says that nobody argues with this. This is how we paskin. That we, we only have to be concerned for the blia of meat that went inside, not the entire food. Of course, we're dealing with heter here. Meat is kosher. The barley is kosher. It's just fleshics. There was no treif. And therefore, as long as you have shishim against the original meat, then you could be makel. This is a, a heter that many rabbanim will rely upon. And they'll ask, so they, someone used a frying pan for milkshakes, now they used it for schnitzel. Okay, what was it? What exactly was milkshakes in your frying pan? Oh, we put a little bit of slab, a little bit of butter 
on the frying pan with eggs and everything else, or they made noodles with a small amount of butter, a small amount of cheese, but there's so much other food in the pot, so we only need shishim in the subsequent cooking. Let's say they put the chicken soup in there or, or meatballs. You need shishim against the milk component. So if you had just one spoonful of, uh, uh, well, you wouldn't do with one spoonful, that would be one-eighth, so it's not going to be more than that. One spoonful, or you do the percentage. Let's say it uh, was a small pan, but you do the percentage, only 10% of the frying pan, 10% of the foods was milchiks, so you need six times the pan, and not uh, you don't need shishim because you're only dealing with 10% of the blia was milchiks. Now, there are kashas to this, but this is how we paskin. There's a stira in the Torah later on. One of the eight, one of the answers that's brought down to answer one of the questions is that we could be mechalic, we could differentiate between water and other things. For example, I gave you a case of chalant, where there's beans, there's barley, there's potatoes, onions, and also meat. So in that case, each of those ingredients are giving taste into the pot. However, the Charlemation, this is how Rabbi Reisman Paskins, that if you just had chicken and water, we can't calculate the water as taking some flavor of the pot and will you know, subsequently give flavor into the next next food. Water doesn't have any flavor. This is the Pesach of Rapam, based on the Charlemation. Most of the place can argue, and they say, no, even water would, would take take up some of the blia. Let's finish. Oh, I'm, say, I'm sorry, yeah. you're saying, but Rise of Napalm say that chicken soup is not a din chicken. It's the percentage of the, the chicken soup is chicken. The water is also chicken, yeah. Oh, the, the, the water is chicken. Yeah. The carrots, but onions, whatever. Yeah. Now, I don't know how you figure that out. See, if other things besides that would it be, it would be a bishava as well. I'm not sure. But uh, so most parts can... Now, this is only... Right. As far as being fleshic, everyone agrees you're fleshic. The question is, when I have, when I use this pot for subsequent cooking, do I need shishim against just the uh, chicken bones? Or do I need shishim against the water as well? Because the water didn't have any any flavor. So I know the Charlemagne was, was machmer. Her palm and Rabbi Reisner always said it in cheer. It was machmer as well. Just to conclude, look in the machaber. The machaber says, Meaning, even if... You took a chalam pot, okay? You had a chalam pot that was used on Friday and used on Shabbos. You cleaned it after Shabbos, put it in the cabinet. No one's using your inflations. They took it out Tuesday morning and they made milchiks in it. You call your rav. The rav says, no problem. You're allowed to eat the milchiks because the pot was was not used for hot flashes within 24 hours. Okay, but Rabbi, what do I do with the pot now? So on one hand, you would say, well, going forward, there should be nothing wrong with the pot to use it for parv. Maybe you should use it as a fish pot, as a parv pot, because what are you afraid of? That you're going to use it for, they're using parv in this meat uh, pot? It's not meat anymore. It's 24 hours later. And even if it was, it's only what we call a nap or nap, which we didn't, we didn't discuss together. So you would assume that it wouldn't be an issue. What would be the issue of, of having uh, this, uh, this pot to be used for parv? Still, the halacha is, it's also one cannot use that uh, for uh, for basar or or, or chalav. The Ramah says, he says, the Ramah here says you could use it for parv, but the, the Shach quotes the Ramah later on, and all the Achorinim agree, one is not allowed to use this pot for parv. You have to kasher it, because it has, even though it only has any benyamiblias of fleshiks, and now you can wait 24 hours, there's any benyamiblias of milchiks, there's no basar or chalav here, still one is not allowed to use that for for parv, that would be called lechatchila, using a, a non a, a, a non kosher pot. It's a tremendous chiddush in halacha, and uh, but we're machmer, we're machmer in it. And even if it was a kli cheres, you'd have to throw it out. You cannot use this pot. But I will, will point out, 
I will point out, and we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll finish with this. Yeah. We'll finish with this. I'll point out that many Rabbanim, depending on the Shiloh, will say, let's see, this Shiloh comes up all the time. Someone used a parv pot for, for uh, meat. By mistake, they used the wrong spoon or knife in this pot. And it originally was parv. So many Rabbanim will say, you know what? If you wait 24 hours, the only reason why you cannot can no longer use this for parv is based on this chumrah that I have an fleshic pot that I'm not allowed to use for parv. It's only a chumrah, anyways. So depending on the shaila, let's say it was an onion, and we're not sure if you have bittel, whatever the shaila is, many rabbanim will be mako that if you had a parv pot, you could you could you could allow it to to keep its status as parv. Just don't use it for 24 hours. Uh, so you'll see some Rabbanim will, will actually say that because if you're going to keep keep it going as parv, there's very little risk. What's what's going to happen? But lechatchila, if you know that it became fleishix and then later on became milchix, so halacha uh, is you have to capture it. You will not be able to keep it as as parv. Okay, we'll stop here. Zera zera. 